ladies and gentlemen, tonight, as this is our actual second full day of praying and fasting, make sure you don't just fast and don't pray. And make sure you uh, don't just pray and don't fast, if you get my drift. Ladies and gentlemen, men and women, wild men and wild women, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I do not plan on being long with you tonight. My aim right now, my as I uh, my role as I see uh, um, what I believe God wants me to do right now with you is encourage you to get down the road of peace in this. 40-day Daniel fast. And so as you can see, we're sharing, pardon me, we're sharing with you recipes uh, and we're sharing with you quotes and scripture passages to read uh, to try to help you get to day number 10. The Daniel fast is not as difficult as a strict water fast or a juice fast. But you still, if you're used to eating certain things that you cannot eat in the Daniel fast, and you're used to drinking certain things that you cannot drink in the Daniel fast, it still make, rather, it still may be difficult for many. But if you can get past day number 10, uh, it should be at least, maybe not smooth sailing, but less difficult sailing. Turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 17, verses 17 through 21 is where we're going to begin reading tonight. I started here last night. And I want to pick up from where we left off so that you will understand the purpose of the fast. The fast ought to have a purpose. It ought to have an aim. And, uh, and so verse 17 is where we're going to read. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation. That sounds like us today, doesn't it? O faithless and perverse generation. Now, some theologians think that Jesus was getting frustrated here. I don't believe Jesus Christ 
got frustrated at all. Coming from his point of view, being the Son of God, it was just so um, unbelief and, and, and perverseness and wickedness and doubt. It was just so foreign to him. So, if you will, pun not intended, unbelievable to him that people would uh, be so faithless in the God who made them. And, and maybe in his mind, you know, he couldn't help but think, don't you see me? I'm your God. Have faith in God. I don't think he got frustrated. He was just so well aware how, how, how human beings are so sinful and so wicked and so perverse in their mindset. They, they have crowded out any room for faith in God. I don't think Jesus got frustrated about anything. I don't think he came close to frustration. Why would the Son of God get frustrated when he already knows what's in man? How long shall I be with you? I believe he was just asking a question. What is it going to take for you to believe? in God and the Son of God. I mean, have you ever seen anybody else walk on the water? I mean, have you ever seen anybody else tell the uh, wind to be quiet and the sea to sit down, peace, be still, talking to nature like I'm talking to a human being? Huh? What is the problem? How long is it going to take? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. This is the language of the Son of God. Since you are so sinful and so perverse and so faithless, let me do the job And it took him to do the job for everybody's soul in the history of the world when he suffered and bled and died on the cross for our sins. I'll do it. It was not a fun thing to do, obviously, for he prayed to God the Father, if this cup can pass from me. See, you must understand, Jesus Christ is God, and he is the Son of God. They called him the Son of David, the Son of Man. But he was all God and all, what blows people's mind is that Jesus Christ is 100% God and 100% man. As a human being, he was saying like the rest of us would have said, and more. We would have said more. And we wouldn't even been there in the Garden of Gethsemane in the first place. We, when we saw the disciples fled, we would have fled too. 
but not the Son of God. 100% God, 100% man, but but on the human side, he was not that crazy about doing this. Let's be real about it. On the God side, yes, sir, let's get it on. Let's go. I'm going to get it done. For my creation that I love so much. And I believe tonight that Jesus Christ wants his church to be more real like him. You can't even talk to some of these lying, phony, fake Christians. Can't even talk to them because they're going to lie and try to make it seem like it's all wonderful and dandy. And it's not. They always want to cry peace and safety. Everything is alright. Everything is not alright. Now you know it's not, but yet you want everybody to think everything is alright. Jesus kept it real 100. I'm going to, pardon me, I'm going to drink this cup, but if, I, if it could, if there's another way we can do this, okay, I mean, he wasn't playing when he said that Jesus does not play like that with God, period. He meant everything he said. He didn't say, this is from uh, the writers for this movie. So I'm just going to say these words just for, for the moving for posterity. No, he's, he meant what he said. And Jesus rebuked the devil. And he departed out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief. Your unbelief. Your doubt. Your lack of trust in God. Your lack of faith in God. One of the most powerful statements of Jesus Christ uh, that we find in the Holy Word of God is have faith in God. Have faith in God. He told the disciples it is because of your unbelief. For verily, truly, I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. And see, this is where Jesus Christ wanted his disciples and the people of God to be. If you have faith in God as small as a mustard seed, you will have so much power you can move a mountain. That's a long way from where they were. And sad to say, it's a further, uh, uh, it's further than that for so-called Christians living today. Very few people have that kind of faith. If any, nowadays. 
Howbeit this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. I praise you and I thank you, Lord, for your love, your grace, and your mercy. Your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word. I thank you for your Holy Word that we read again here tonight. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for the millions, the many, and the manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon me and thus my family and thus all of your people, uh, all of your 7,000 that love you back and fear you and obey you and who are faithful to you. And Lord, help none of us to ever be ashamed of being faithful to you. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, that is in this, uh, this unfaithful and wicked and evil world in which we live. And Holy Father God, I thank you tonight for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you bestowed upon me and thus my family and other Christian families and individuals across the country and around the globe. And help us never to forget it. For Jesus Christ's sake, tonight, please have mercy and grace upon each and every one of us as we are commencing this Daniel fast and annual fast that always has something to pray and fast about. And we thank you, Lord, for the privilege to do so. Uh, for Jesus Christ's sake, help us to lean upon you. Forgive us of our sins, our failures, and our faults. Uh, for, as we have shared with the people tonight, the Daniel Fast is about uh, getting sins forgiven, getting souls and spirits clean, uh, getting uh, undefiled, and Holy Father God, help us to do all of that. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon us, and forgive us, Lord, of our sins, our faults, and our failures, and wash and cleanse our hearts and minds, souls, spirits, and consciences, in the holy and precious blood of Christ, and make us, Lord, to be whiter than snow on the inside. Give us, Lord God in heaven, this faith that you're talking about here. And, Lord, I do pray that you would wash and cleanse our souls, spirits, hearts, and minds in the precious blood of Christ, and make us, Lord, to be whiter than snow on the inside for those of us who are saved crucify our wicked, evil, and ungodly flesh within us, 
Fill us with the fullness and the power of your Holy Spirit. Put a God in our hearts, minds, tongues, attitudes, and temperaments that we would not sin against you. And Holy Father God, I pray, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that, Lord, you would indeed deliver us tonight from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us, Lord, your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. And Holy Father God, I pray, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Put a guard in our hearts, minds, tongues, attitudes, and temperaments that we would not sin against you. Help us all to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our wicked sins and give back to you our first love during this fast. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that you would literally cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic, demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias and the demonic spirit of wokeism out of my wife, Marika White, out of her mother, out of her aunts, out of her siblings, out of my mother, out of my siblings, and other people in on both sides of uh, of the different families. Uh, and Holy Father God, I pray even for my own children tonight. Uh, Lord, I thank you for the privilege of leading them to you. And uh, I cannot imagine a set of children that I have raised uh, with my, uh, that I had with my wife, being better suited and better prepared for this age of wokeism, uh, where they can see so many people's lives, their age, are totally destroyed and are being destroyed. Uh, Lord, based upon what you let me to do with my children and praying with them every day of their lives, even before they were born, and also uh, reading the Bible to them and with them every day. And Lord, actually serving, uh, my children served with me as I served you every day of their lives for many years. And so Lord, humanly speaking, based upon your holy word and based upon what you allowed us to accomplish in the earlier years, now that they're grown, Lord, I really do not have, have any fear of my children being destroyed by wokeism, the blob of Beelzebub, uh, deceptionism. However, I do know that they are being tried and they are being tested and uh, being gaslit by church pastors and church pastors' wives and so-called uh, uh, worthless mentors, and also by woke, devilish family members. Uh, 
and people on the job and people they don't even know in other religions. And so, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, as you know, Lord, I've never prayed this publicly, uh, but I have to be like Job and Abraham in praying for my children. I thank you for giving me the liberty to pray for them publicly now. Uh, that if they have a devil in them, if they have a demon of wokeism in them, I know that they have been influenced by woke family members and woke church pastors and pastors' wives and so-called church leaders. Lord, which led me to say the other day something I never thought I would say. I can't, I, I can't even recommend churches today. Lord, as you know, I find myself uh, telling people when it comes down to wokeism and deceptionism, your poor pastor and poor pastor's wife, they woke themselves and they can't help you. It's a shame, Lord, before you that I, I can hardly recommend a pastor, recommend a church that will help the young people and guide them in the right direction. Uh, uh, Lord, as you know, I, because of the faithfulness of Dr. Tony Evans, I recommended a church to my two daughters, recommended it publicly, and uh, instead of them getting, they were already fired up and ready to go serving the Lord, both of them uh, served the Lord from the time they could speak with a ready heart and a good heart and spirit. And uh, they uh, went up there, and I, I was all for it, and uh, I thought it was going to be a good thing for, for them, and it turned out that uh, they're totally, uh, one is totally different, one is, uh, they tried to get her to be different, but she has refused, and I thank you for that. Uh, but I do believe all of them can be protected from it. I believe the second daughter is going to protect the other children from it as they're all together. And uh, uh, and I believe that, and I know that the oldest daughter, my oldest daughter, Danny, and my second oldest daughter, Danita, with my wife, Marika White, uh, will recover themselves from the snare of the devil that evidently they uh, met at church and Holy Father God and then they ran a, they, they got away from the church and tried to connect with family and they full of hell and the devil too but I believe they're big enough and uh, good enough and uh, rooted and grounded in the word enough and in prayer that they will come out all right uh, for I know how you dealt with me, uh, tempted, tried, and uh, all of that, and by your grace you brought me out. So I believe you're going to do the same for them, but I do pray tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ <clears throat> that you would cast the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of wokeism and Judas. 
out of not only my wife, Marika White, but my daughter, Danny, my son, Daniel, uh, and uh, uh, I'm more concerned about him than the rest, Danita, Danae, Daniqua, Daniel Ezekiel, Danielle, Durand, Danielle, and Quazia. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you so much uh, for the first seven children that I named who have helped me tremendously in the ministry down through the years, even to this very moment. This is my second service today, Lord, as you know, and uh, my youngest three children have played a huge part in it as to why I can do two service or services or even one in one day. And so, Lord, I pray that you would give them all sweet victory over the world, the death, or rather over the world, the flesh, and the devil. And I have 100% confidence that you can do it. Uh, at the same time, Lord, uh, as uh, I have seen in other families, good, promising families, I pray the prayer that you gave me before the coronavirus plague hit. Lord God in heaven, prepare us for good days and bad days. Celebrations and tragedies. Weddings and funerals. Life and death. Just like the great Dr. Ed Young Jr. lost his beautiful child in the prime of life, which I believe, and he might get mad at me for saying this, I don't, but I really don't believe he would or his wife would. A young lady brought up in a wonderful Christian family with every opportunity and privilege in the world. She died, I believe, of the satanic spirit of wokeism. I believe that you, Lord, took a pastor, a preacher, I don't know, out into the wilderness to, to, to seek out why his beautiful daughter died like that. And I believe you told him. It's because of this strong delusion that the world calls wokeism, which is nothing but deadism and deceptionism. And you, and, and, and you told him, you laid it on him to warn others. I believe this with all my heart. He'll probably never say this. He'll probably won't want to accept it, won't want to admit it. I've tried to get in touch with him, but uh, I haven't heard back. And so, and, and for him, as you know, Lord, the most fun-loving pastor that I've ever seen, the coolest pastor that I've ever seen, is just so, humanly speaking, unlikely for him to be the one to bring this brave, courageous message to the church and to deal with it so magnificently and so thoroughly and told the truth to the pastors. And then on top of that, with him and his wife both talking about the sudden death of their daughter, 
which no doubt shook them to their knees. Um, they are intentionally warning parents, you better pay attention. You better do your job. You better pray. And they're not playing because they got something from you directly. And for this particular pastor, who is friends with preachers I wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole, uh, to preach this series so boldly, so mightily, so powerfully, so magnificently, is a miracle from you. For the truth of the matter is, Lord, you, you didn't lay it on my heart heavily like that. Uh, I was dealing with it, but not like, not like he did. And he inspired me. You, and you used him to inspire me to preach my own series against this satanic, demonic foolishness. Nothing but gross deception that people are falling for like flies and pastors and pastors' wives and churches are being paid off with 30 pieces of silver and won't open their mouths. And as Pastor Ed Young said, and afraid to open their mouths against it because they're afraid they're going to lose people. They are afraid they're going to lose love from people. Facebook shut him down. I started preaching on wokeism, and that's when he first started preaching on wokeism. Uh, all kinds of crazy things have happened since, and it's happening right now. And so, Holy Father God, thank you for revealing it to him. Thank you for revealing it to me and uh, a few others. And we give you the glory, the praise and the honor for that. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, I uh, pray that you would save those who are lost Revive those who are saved. Heal those who are sick. Comfort those who are grieving and mourning. And Lord God in heaven, cast the devil and the demons of hell out of them. Open their blinded eyes and stop their deaf ears. And save their wretched souls and change their lives. Comfort those who are grieving. Draw them to yourself for salvation. And Holy Father God, I thank you, Lord, for many years now, by the power of your Holy Ghost, because I didn't know what it was in the beginning. Uh, I know my wife thought I was crazy, and my children, bless their hearts, they didn't know what I was talking about when I used to tell them that I enjoy the painful process of serving you uh, and preparing things for others to uh, get encouraged by and be saved by very easily. And the 
painful trials and persecutions and tribulations, they never bothered me. In fact, I taught my children. My wife, Marika White, would not listen and take heed to it. But I taught my children to love the process, to love the painful process of serving you and serving others and providing things easy for others even though they're difficult for you and you go through a lot to get it done because that's what you did Holy Father God and Jesus Christ that's what you did for us you set the table for us even though it cost you everything and I give you the glory praise and honor for it I don't understand it but I thank you for it and I thank you tonight that I count it all pleasure, all of the persecutions from my own family, people who used to love me, now hate me, uh, the persecution I get from pastors and uh, pastors' wives especially, and counselors, and uh, people in the church and outside of the church, uh, and Holy Father God, I thank you for the peace that passes all understanding, your joy unspeakable, your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart during these times. And Lord, I pray still, thank you for giving me the grace, strength, and mind and faith to continue to pray that you deliver me and my family and all other Christian families who name the name of Christ from all of our distresses and afflictions, all of our uh, cares and worries and burdens, infirmities, persecutions, uh, necessities, uh, and reproaches. And Lord, I pray that you deliver me tonight and my family and all other Christians from all tribulations and troubles and trials and temptations and tests and tensions. Lord, I don't want anything taken out of my life that we as human beings deem to be negative unless you're through using it in my life. And Lord, I, as you know, I don't even pray anymore about you're taking the thorn of flesh out of my life, which has been mainly my own wife, Marika White. And uh, Holy Father God, I thank you for your grace. That is sufficient for me. And Holy Father God, uh, and that is to face my greatest enemy, my own wife, Marika White. And Holy Father God, I pray, even though I thank you, Lord, that she's still here after 35 years. And uh, she's free to go anytime she wants, but she has chosen to stay. And Holy Father God, I do pray. Uh, and I thank you for that. I, I thank you for bringing me through. And, and never giving up on serving you. Never allowing her to hinder me in serving you and never hearkening to her voice. Uh, little does she know I probably would not have preached as much 
if she was a good wife and woman and mother. And uh, even though she's heard me say that to her. And so, Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that you would indeed deliver us tonight from all spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress problems, troubles and difficulties that we are facing. Thank you, Lord, for your holy word that says, Ask, and ye shall receive, seek, and ye shall find, knock, and it shall be opened unto you. And Holy Father God, I pray that you would bless and protect every aspect of the ministry. Forgive me of my sin of not praying that specific prayer request more than I do. Surround every aspect of the ministry and outreach to be done Lord, surround it with your protection, a band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us in the precious blood of Christ. Place, Lord, upon us the whole armor of God. Thank you, Lord, for allowing things to be as well as they are, for they could be worse, and Lord, as you know, they should be worse because of how evil, perverted, and wicked we all are. Thank you for your Holy Son, Jesus Christ, your mercy, love, and grace, and the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that cleanses all of our ugly sins away. If we would only trust in you and believe in you. <clears throat> Pardon me, Lord and Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that you protect all of my children and all other children in Christian families where the father and the mother is a born-again Christian. Lord, protect your 7,000. Protect, uh, Lord, my children, Danny, that I had, uh, all of my children, all of my offspring, Danny, Daniel, Danita, Danae, Daniqua, Daniel, Ezekiel, Danielle, Elizabeth, Duran, Danielle, and Quasia. Protect us all, Lord, from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil tonight. And protect us, Lord, from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, evil people in the world. And Holy Father God, in light of what's out there in the world tonight, this satanic spirit of wokeism, deceptionism, I know for a fact that if, that if you had not led me to pray for my children, one or two of them would be dead tonight. I believe it with all of my heart because of this evil spirit of delusion that leads to loneliness, that leads to not being accepted and accepted by the wrong people, that leads to depression, that leads to sadness, that uh, leads to feeling like nothing, that leads to nihilism, where you don't care about anything anymore, which leads to murder, being murdered, or suicide. Every time is like clockwork that happens because these young people have been deceived by the woke masters. 
Many of them are pastors and pastor's wives with their little devilish mentors whose lives are about nothing. And they toss these mentors on these young people, especially those who are hungering for a loving mother and never had a loving mother, or those hungering for a loving father and never had one. And they deceive them and hook them to themselves. And so, Holy Father God, uh, I thank you for your holy word that says, Vengeance is mine, I will repay. And I know you have and you will. And, uh, and these same devilish people, many of them are divorced and remarried and they've never had children. They've never been blessed with children of their own. So they, they get a demonic kick out of messing with somebody else's children that have been raised right. And so, Lord, uh, let your will be done in their lives. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight that you would indeed protect our family and all other families and surround us with your protection, a band of your holy angels. Place, Lord, upon us the whole arm of God. Cover us and cleanse us in the precious blood of Christ. And make us, Lord, to be whiter than snow on the inside. And, Lord, have all that we do and say tonight in front of the camera and behind the scenes to be done for your glory, praise, and honor. And for uh, the glory, praise, and honor of your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord is meek and seemingly meek and quiet. My wife is right now in this service. Help her to be that way after this service and forever by humbling herself and repenting and truly believing in you for her soul's salvation. In Jesus Christ, holy name I pray and for her sake. Amen. O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? Jesus Christ said. There is a sense that Jesus, uh, Dr. Guzik said, there is a sense that Jesus Christ is frust frustrated with his disciples. Now, Dr. Guzik is white. Uh, only, only my white, only my white theologian brethren say things like that. Black brothers don't say anything like that. That's speculation. You can't speculate about Jesus Christ, but they think they can. You say, well, preacher, why do you quote them? Because sometimes they have some good things to say. This is not one of them. I don't believe Jesus Christ ever got frustrated about anything. 
because how can you get frustrated when you already know what's happening and what's going to happen and you already know the limitations of the perverted people that you are around and you know them very well because you made them Jesus made everybody so uh, he didn't get frustrated his season of ministry Dr. Guzik said before the cross was coming to an end and perhaps he felt frustration nope now he was all human he was 100% human 100% God no 50-50 everything all so he could see this is the this is the amazing miracle of Jesus he is God and yet man. And he felt like a man, you know. We all been around people that we as human beings, we may get frustrated with them you because your 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 brain is going at a thousand miles an hour and you got somebody working with you, working for you, and they can't see not only is their brain going at one mile an hour, they can't even see what you're talking about. Huh? <laughs> now for us as human beings we will get frustrated and we will sigh huh? and, and wonder what is the problem you perverted uh, faithless uh, no vision person we, we, would, we would get like that and say things like that Jesus didn't get frustrated. He already knew what was going on. That the disciples did not have more faith. Jesus rebuked the demon, the devil, and it came out of him. with authority and this is why I say to you parents and to you older people who have been bamboozled by your own children and now you're believing in mess and foolishness like them but you really don't believe it you just don't know what has happened you don't know what's happening and you don't know what will happen and you don't have a pastor you have a pastor but he doesn't know what's happening either his family is shot to hell and his wife Jezebel is worse. See, uh, that's a shame before God. It's a shame before God. And and all of this can be backed up. Most pastors don't know what wokeism is. So they're afraid of it, and they're afraid if they deal with it. First of all, they think it's a one-sided thing, so they just focus on one thing. That's first of all. If, if they don't have any discernment or any wisdom, they don't know what time it is. That's, that's what they think. Foolishly. And I'm not mad at them because this takes a revelation from God. I told you about Dr. Ed Young. I don't care if he, he likes me or not. He wants to get mad at me. Uh, 
whatever, uh, deny anything I'm saying. I believe God gave him a special revelation of what was going on. I believe God showed him what happened to his daughter. He, he mentioned, this is all public knowledge, it's on YouTube, so don't, don't bother with me. I believe he, I don't think he's on mine at all. His beautiful daughter died, it was, when she died it was weird to everybody coming out of that family, no. Thank God he was as quiet as he was about it. He went and got along with God. And God told him there's a spirit in the world. The world calls it wokeism, <coughs> but uh, the Bible calls it a uh, delusion. See how this works is, people, the delusion comes like a wind down this way to hit folk, especially in the church and people who have sense and everything. Shoosh! And they're deceived. They're deluded. Uh, they have been bamboozled. They, uh, another popular word is they have been gaslit. And then they get manipulated by the woke masters who have been paid off. And so it's a, it's a spirit. And it's going every which way. And then you let certain things happen like, okay, your sister's married, your brother's married, they have a girlfriend, they have a boyfriend, or this, that, and other, other one getting engaged, and here you are 30-something years old or close to it, and you're not married yet. You kind of got messed around by one boy and another boy and broke your heart and everything. Then you get in, Now you're getting into loneliness. Now you're getting into, uh, uh, you're not in the in crowd. You're getting depressed. You're thinking that you're not accepted. You're not beautiful enough. You're not this. You're not that. Uh, you don't fit. Then you feel like uh, I'm, I'm the famous pastor's daughter, the preacher's daughter, the prophet's daughter, and and he's saying one thing, and I I'm trying to fit in, and so I got to say something different, and my soul is split in half with good and evil. And so what do I do? Start drinking like a drunken sailor. Start drinking. I'm not talking about his daughter. I'm talking about the thousands of young people who are caught in this matrix. This demonic matrix. Comes out of nowhere. But it does come from the devil. And then you're, you're drinking. And listen, this, this, this happened to a woman who was going to... Uh, a, a Ivy League school, 60-something thousand dollars a year. Coming from a great family just like Dr. Ed Young Jr.'s family. Yeah, you need to remember, they, they probably don't want me to tell you, tell you this either, but they told everybody else, so I'm going to tell you. Because this is really unusual. They're probably the only one in the past 100 and uh, 200, 300 years. 
400 years, whoever did this. And you don't say this publicly unless it's true, because it's not, it's not anybody's business. They married as virgins. They were virgins. Both of them on purpose. Because he had an old-fashioned daddy. And you know Ed Young Sr., you look at him, you know he doesn't play. And so, I mean, this is a good family here. And they, and, and with a purpose. A family that lived on purpose. By him being a pastor, things are lined up and set up and planned out. All the way to the end point, when you leave my house, you go out and you glorify God. That's it. So these children were raised well. They were loved well. They had what they needed. So it was weird. People shook the church when she died. God allowed it to happen for a greater purpose. Maybe to save my own daughter from the woke pastors and woke devils in the church and the woke family members in the church. I thank God for him and I thank God for his wife because she has stood right there with him instead of uh, becoming bewildered and woke herself and not wanting to stand, can't get over it, can't deal with it, don't want to support him, and gone. So that's what some people do. But they have stayed together. You reach 30, you reach 31, 32, 33, things don't seem like they're lining up. Even though, even though you got everything in the world going on for you on one side, you'll never have a problem in their case of money. That was not it. And the devil will, will haunt you and work on you. Because this happened for her, this happened for him, this happened for my brother, this happened for my sister, my mom and dad, they're married, of course, and so what's, what's up? He brought this out. How that a romance did not work out, that's, 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 things like that will trigger in the work age. It's going to trigger big time. You got work folk. Trying to make you woke. See, this all happened. And then, then, listen, watch this. Watch this. Watch this. And then that's... Wokeism hit its stride right when the coronavirus plague hit. So that's a double whammy, as Bishop Daniel White Jr. used to say. That's a double whammy, man. Especially for young people, it didn't faze me one bit. I predicted it was going to happen over 10 years before it hit. And, and I listen, <clears throat> a man in the town that I live in right now, when our house burned down, he put us in a palace and, and set everything up. 
Nobody, I don't think anybody has ever done anything like this in the history of America. I wouldn't doubt it that Dr. Tony Evans was somewhere in the background because he don't want to get any credit from no one about nothing. <laughs> I, I, I just sense it because of what, how it went down. Six bedroom. Four bathrooms. Beautiful flooring. Huge patio. Brick house. Four car garage. And for the first time, I'm going to tell you how much I was paying for it from the jump. And I don't want to lie either way. I don't want, I don't want them to lie in my favor or not in my favor. If I'm not mistaken, they set me up to pay like $600 a month for all of that. And he, he is an accountant, accountant, just like his son is an accountant. And he was telling me from the jump, because see, Texas is all about the taxes. <laughs> I didn't know about it. This is my first house I bought. I, I bought this house legally. I mean, and they had all the paperwork set up. All I had to do was sign. This man is so rich and so powerful. Some of you don't know this. There's two things you don't know. Number one, when God wants somebody to show you favor, there's nothing you can do about it. You just shut your mouth and you accept it. That's number one. You can't stop it. Number two, I don't know if this is the way it is in other states, but there are people who have power who can change your credit for their purposes and for your purposes. If I'm lying, I'm flying. If I'm lying, I am white. And not only my last name is white, but I, I'm white. And that's... And I'm not white. And we all sit down at the table of brotherhood. My whole family was there, and the children were just giggling. And I signed the paperwork. Dr. Tony, these people didn't know me from Adam's house cat. But God moved upon my heart. I told him I would tell you his name, but I'm not. I told him five years before I moved and I sold the house and got equity out of the house that I this is what I really wanted to do. God had already put it in my heart. And so uh, I was moved 
by God to do what I did. And it was the best thing I could have done for my family and me. Because we would have never made it through the coronavirus plague if I had not done that. Now, I could have worked a job and stopped preaching every day and kept the house very easily. But see, I had made a commitment to the Lord now over 43 years ago when God told me in no uncertain terms, somebody, he, 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 he said this right here, somebody needs to be full time for me and I want you to do it. And I, I gave him my word I would do that. All I'm saying is the people set me up. If one person in our family worked at Walmart, they could have paid our bills and our taxes. But they tried to, this brother here tried to get me out of taxes altogether. He, 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 he said, look here, here's the white brother. And I, 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 didn't, I don't know why I didn't go with him on it. I just didn't feel it. But he was trying to tell me, listen, now I can hook you up and, and so that you can make this house into a church. I said, what? Yeah. He was trying to help me because he knew those taxes. They can just take the E out of Texas and call it taxes. They ain't going to be moving on you. You know, one of the most frightening things is in Texas is taxes. House property taxes. That's the bugaboo right there. Taxes scare the daylights out of almost everybody in Texas, unless you're really, really rich. And, and if you're willing to do some things, you know. And he tried to hook me up. Well, we didn't have to pay taxes. And I think I shocked him when I told him, I said, well, you know, I'm living in a wonderful neighborhood and everything, and and you've done this wonderful thing for our family. I said, uh, man, I want to pay my I want to pay my dues. I don't want to be seen as a, a freeloader. He understood it. He probably thought I was crazy as well. And so every year I struggled to pay those taxes. But it was a great experience and a wonderful house to live in. And we could have kept it. We could have. We had the power in our hands to keep it. But God led me differently. Because he knew what was coming. And he told me what was coming. See, it's not necessarily an audible voice. I can't explain it to you. But he, he, he told me, he made it sure, he made it clear to me, you need to move, son. You get about here, get all this mess. You don't need all this. Jesus delivered the demon-possessed The demon-possessed boy instantaneously, in the words of, of uh, the evangelist out of uh, Greenville, South Carolina, Dr. Green, Oliver B. Green, Oliver B. Green. How many of you know Oliver B. Green? I cut my teeth on Oliver B. Green and... J. Vernon McGee. 
We're back. We're back. I bet you Dr. Tony Evans knows about those guys, especially J. Vernon McGee. We're back. Dr. J. Vernon McGee could not talk. <laughs> Had a twang, but buddy, he taught where he drove that Bible bus every day. What was too hard for the disciples was not too hard for Jesus. Not at all. See, and see, this is why I'm telling you. Your child acting crazy. They act like they're brainwashed. They act like they have lost their righteous mind. Or, they, or worse, they act like they lost their mind. Their normal mind. Talking crazy, looking strange. Dark kind of movements, looking at everybody strange, uh, sad, defeated, up and down, angry as the devil, mean, fierce. Oh, that's a demon-possessed child, a demon-possessed young person. And you can't handle that. You hear me? So all of your talking to you blue in the face and all of that, that's not going to get it. By that time, it's too late. You need the help of Jesus, my friend. Do you hear me? All of this arrogant, proud talk and how that you're going to name it and claim it and you declare, that doesn't mean, that mess didn't work back before the plague. It didn't work during the plague, for sure. And it's not working now. Y'all need to stop that lying. All of you people talking about you got some authority. You don't have jack against these demons today. That's why the church is jacked up. Because you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't have anything on. You're not even praying like you should. Much less fasting and praying. Jesus said, you couldn't do it because of your unbelief. He mentioned the word perversity, perverseness uh, earlier. So no doubt he knew their sins as well. But right here he emphasized his unbelief. Uh, but normally people who are in sin, they don't believe God. They don't believe in God. They're not going to have the faith to move a mountain or cast a demon out because they, the demon is in them. The sin and evil is in them. They're confederates with the, with the devil. They're friends of the devil themselves. That's why they don't have any power. Because you've got secret sins. Many pastors and pastors' wives today don't have any power, no discernment, no understanding, no insight as to what's going on because they're living in sin themselves. Divorced and remarried, secret homosexuals, grooming somebody, smack dab in the middle of their bed, swinging. Um, Ashley Madison on the side. The devil is a lie. 
And so they don't have power to even get a prayer to the ceiling, much less to God. And they, and they can't help you. They can't help your child. Their child is messed up and demon-possessed. <clears throat> I don't know why you people are going to pastors who you know their children are demon-possessed, demon-controlled, their lives are totally messed up. Their lives are jacked up. Why are you going to pastors who the, the whole family is messed up with uh, wickedness, evil, being perverted in their behavior, homosexuals, Lesbians, transvestites, and all of it in secret and done under the cover of darkness of the church. Child molesters, child rapists. And you know this, you know these things because your children have told you, and yet you still go to that pastor and hear this pastor preach and the, and the pastor's wife talk and all of that and hold them up with, with such high esteem and all of their children are hellacious and jacked up perverting your children. I said this the other night and I'm going to say it again and it's coming to pass and has come to pass the home is going to be the center of church going forward. Okay? So you might as well get used to it. Husband, I commission you to be the pastor of the First Baptist Church of the Family. You have been deputized. If I were you, I wouldn't take my family to any kind of church. Unless you know that you know that you know that the pastor and the pastor's wife are living right. And the power of God is still on that. There's a few left. There's about 7,000 pastors, not churches. And you, and, and, you know, you can't shirk your responsibilities now. You're going to lose your children. Because the church can't help you. And the people at the church are so woke, they can't help you. Sad to say. Thank God for the good churches. I'm not talking about all churches. Pardon me. Pardon me. But not only that, in light of the coronavirus plague, monkeypox, the uh, triple demic, and the, and the plague, the coronavirus plague changed in all kinds of ways.
I wouldn't do it either. Because of your unbelief. And so while, or rather as we commence this fasting and prayer, prayer and fasting, pray and fast on purpose. You pray and you pray and you pray and you fast for the glory of God and you pray for your family your children the families and the children of others who name the name of Christ without ceasing you read the Word of God and you meditate on it without ceasing and you fast and the truth of the matter is, boy, I tell you, four, 40 days is a long time. The truth of the matter is we ought to fast 280 days to break the back of this monster, wokeism, the blob of Beelzebub, deceptionism. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I pray. In the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you for the joy and the privilege to be here tonight and to talk about what you said. This kind cometh out only by prayer and fasting. And so, Lord, if uh, people are sincere, sincere saints and their concern about the waywardness of their children help them to understand that at this point there's nothing else they can do but pray to you and fast unto you getting angry with their children uh, appeasing them letting them have their way and all of that is not going to get it and so, Holy Father God, help your true saints to fast and pray so that people in their families will be able to hear the gospel and come to know your Savior and repent of their sins and regain their uh, sanity and their mind. Lord, help them to recover their hearts, their minds, their souls, and spirits. Unbrainwash them. Protect them now from the woke masters who don't want them to communicate with their own parents for a reason. Don't want them to communicate with you and pray and read your holy word. And so, Holy Father God, drive the demons of hell out of these people and give them sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and forsake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine,
dear friend of mine, if you are here with us tonight and you don't even know Jesus Christ as your Savior in the free pardon of your sins, you don't know what it's all about yet. And you cannot remember a time in a day that you were, you realized that you were a sinner and you were lost and on your way to hell and someone introduced you to Jesus Christ and you believed on him and prayed and asked him to come into your heart. I want you to stick around and listen wherever you are in the world. For Jesus Christ said the most important words in the history of the world to mankind. When he said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou you shalt be saved. This is the Word of God. Also found in the Word of God, the Holy Bible, some verses you have probably have never seen before. I know I lived 19 years in a preacher's home. My da dad was a preacher and my mother was a preacher. I never heard these words until I was a grown man and in the Air Force. I never saw them before. The Bible says we are all sinners. We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We have sinned against God by lying. See these sins, see sins as crimes. We have committed the crime of lying. Maybe you can get a better hold of it that way because, because people go to jail for these sins, these crimes, lying, stealing, and no, you cannot steal from your wife. And no, you cannot steal from your husband, particularly when you don't have it like that. If you're so in love with stuff like that, it doesn't matter, then that's a different ball game. You cannot steal from your children. Your children cannot steal from you. No, no, it's still a crime even if it's in the family. The crime of of uh, committing adultery, lusting after somebody that you're not married to, coveting somebody you're not married to, coveting somebody else's stuff and things. These are crimes in uh, according to God's Word, which the law is based on. That gets into what you hear a whole lot about in 
court shows and television shows motive did they have a motive to uh, steal somebody or something dishonoring the crime of dishonoring and disobeying your parents by the way the police they're very concerned about what kind of relationship you have with your parents. These questions are going to come up. In fact, they're going to ask you while they're booking you, when was the last time you've been in touch with your parents? There's a reason why they ask that. Another crime is blaspheming God, lying on God to cover yourself, putting your hand on the Bible, the words of God, and lying while your hand is on the Bible and your hand is up and the other hand is up in the air to God, taking God's name in vain. And God says some words about that that are frightening. He said something along the lines, I will not hold them guiltless. Do not play with God. Committing adultery, committing fornication. Committing homosexuality. All of these things were crimes and they're still crimes on the books across the country and around the globe. Crimes against heaven. I think many people ought to see sins as crimes against God. Because God is the greatest judge of all time. But see, God, through Jesus Christ, is the judge, the prosecutor, and the defense attorney. And the defense attorney has never lost a case. You need to run to him. You need to run to him because the penalty is death. For the Bible says... The wages of sin is death. I don't care how pretty you are. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care what kind of car you live in, a car you drive, a house you live in. I don't care how much education you have or how smart you think you are you're going to die just like the rest of us. The famous daughter of Elvis died. Elvis's heart died today. And you can be alive and looking like you got it going on and sitting at the top of the world the night before, two nights before the Golden Globes and be dead the next.
And I've seen this happen. The death throes, when they get a hold of you, it's the strangest thing. No matter what kind of care you're getting, no, no matter how much you rode your bicycle or your Peloton, or no matter how much you have uh, went, you, 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 how many times you went running and how many push-ups you could do, you could be gone the next day. Makes no difference how much money you have, how famous you are. When death knocks on your doorbell, your door, your door, or rings your doorbell, you're going to answer. You got to get it. You got to get it. You got to open that door. Because death does not take no for an answer. Death will come in there after you. You've got to go tonight. See, that's what death does to people. It demands your life right now. It doesn't matter what else you got planned. Or what you did or what you didn't do. You got to get up on out of here. See, death is cruel. God is not cruel, but death is cruel. Death does not want to hear any excuses. Death does not want to hear any talking. It's got you got to go. You coming with me? That doesn't matter who you are. Church membership, baptismal certificate, thousands of dollars in the offering plate. That does not mean anything. See, you better make it over to the lawyer who never lost a case. His name is Jesus the Christ. If you will, attorney at law. He can get you off and get you on the mercy side of things. But buddy, you face God on the law side of things, you're in trouble. Okay? You are in trouble, son, daughter, you're in trouble. The Bible says it is appointed on the men once to die, but after this, the judgment. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou, you, shalt be saved from hell, that is. And by the way, Jesus Christ, the judge, the prosecutor, and the defense attorney said more about hell than all of the prophets in the Bible. He said more about hell than all of the apostles in the Bible. Jesus Christ said more about hell, the burning hell, than most preachers living today. And he said more about hell than he did about heaven. Why? Because the burning hell is a real place where the fire shall never be quenched. Make no mistake about it. I thought God was so loving. God is loving. He's so loving. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You better believe he's loving. God is love, period. 
but he loves you so much. Yes, he died for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day by the power of God so that you can be saved from hell if you would believe in him. But if you choose not to believe in him and you choose to reject him because you love darkness more than you love light, you love sin and evil more than you love righteousness, he will allow you, your free moral agent, to go to hell. That's your choice. He doesn't want you to feel uncomfortable in heaven. God is not trying to keep you out of heaven, but if you don't want to go to heaven, that's your choice. As it is in this life, you can do what you want to do. But like King Solomon told you, you can do what you want to do, but just understand God's going to bring you into judgment about uh, regarding what you did. That's all. It's up to you. This is very serious. And this, and this is how many systems of justice are in the world. There's no feelings involved. It's facts. You can throw yourself on the mercy of the court. In this case, the mercy of God through Jesus Christ. And you'll find mercy. And grace. Forgiveness. But you want to try to do it on your own, then you're going to die and go to hell. The angels are going to drag you to hell, for, and there you will be tormented and burned forever. So back to the attorney who has never lost a case, Jesus Christ. Believe in him. Believe that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. Pray and ask him to come into your heart to save your soul. For the Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from the power of sin and the punishment of sin in that awful place called hell. So follow me in the sinner's prayer. Call on his name, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and be sincere about it or don't pray about it at all. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and that I have violated your law. I have committed all of those crimes against you in heaven many times and even more. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. Please forgive me of all of my sins my failures and my faults. Uh, and uh, Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. As I believe 
that you suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose from the dead by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit. Please help me to change. Help me to turn from my evil and wicked ways and to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's holy name I pray and for his sake, amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you truly believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day by God's power. And you prayed that sinner's prayer based upon God's word, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And you meant it. You were sincere. According to God's word and Jesus' words, you are now born again. You are now saved from hell and on your way to heaven. Now what I want you to do is go to a website called GospelLightSociety.com. You might have to type in www. In most cases you don't. Just type in that. And they'll go to Google, click on Google, uh, what it says, Gospel Light Society International or something like that. And you go to that site and you get the book free of charge. It's a free download. The title of the book is What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said, I am the door. When you believe in Jesus Christ, you enter into the door, the door of eternal life. Get that book and read it. It will give you the first steps into your newfound Christian life. And it will help you to become a Christian disciple. And down at the bottom of the site, Please go to Gospel, uh, well, just click on the bottom button and it will take you to thousands of podcasts that have already been done on nearly 50 different theological subjects. It's basically a Bible uh, college and seminary combined first-class education on the most important things for the Christian. And all you have to do is sit back and listen free of charge on whatever device or whatever service you use. We're on Apple, we're on uh, Google Play, we're on everything out there. 
And so all you have to do is listen and grow. On your way to work, if you if you work that job for the next 10 years, and if you listen to every podcast, you would have the equivalent of a bachelor's degree times two and three master's degrees. Because I taught them myself, and that's what I have by the grace of God. And so... All you have to do is put your earphones on and listen. Also, email me, email us at gls at gospellightsociety.com or dw3 at gospellightsociety.com. That, that will go directly to me. The GLS will go to my son and daughters and uh, they will get it to me. In fact, they'll get it to me tonight. If you email me right now, uh, emailed the GLS email, they'll have it in my email box before they go to bed. Because they hardly ever go to bed, but when they go to bed. That's a fact. They'll have it. They, if you email them right, right now, they'll, they'll have it probably in my email box before 12 o'clock. I don't know. And then you can email us and let us know that you got saved so that we can rejoice with you. Email us a prayer request about something you're going through and you need somebody to help you pray about it. We have helped many people pray about things and God has answered thousands of prayers and God will answer uh, our prayers for you and your prayers for you if you're saved and born again. Okay, so until next time, if the Lord Tarras is coming and we live, I may be here tomorrow morning uh, and or tomorrow night. Don't hold me to anything because I've been preaching now in March. By March the 10th, I've been preaching for seven years nearly every day. So um, my, my, my body is getting older. Sometimes I wake up and I don't even know where I'm at. <laughs> but anyway, until we meet again, pray without ceasing. Read the Word of God. And meditate on the Word of God without ceasing. Pray and fast for your family, for your children, for your grandchildren for uh, members of your church. And when I say, uh, you know, I, 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 I don't know many churches that I can recommend today, I, that's true, but if you have a good Bible-believing church, you need to stay in that church. And when I say you, the, the center of the church is going to be in the home, that means you stay home. Don't be risking your life going out there with all of these plagues and things like that. This is not the time to be get sitting in a place like a movie theater or a congregation in a church building. I don't care what gung-ho pastor says anything because they've been sick themselves. This is not, this is, uh, listen, this is not fun to get sick with this stuff. And it can take you out. Okay? 
So you don't need that, and you don't need that. I remember when I was uh, raising my children, buddy, we would visit a church. I remember a church right now. We went to, we were not sick. We left that church, went home, it went to one person, to the other person, to the other person, to the other person, and then it go right back around again. I can't stand that. I can't stand it. This was before the plague. But this is a plague that will take you slap out of here in a hurry. Okay, they over in China right now, they can't even keep up <coughs> with the coffins and the bodies and body bags and People can't even get into the place to bury their dead or to have their dead cremated. Okay, this will take you out of here. So until next time, if there is a next time, because the Lord can come back at any time, remember the Marines' motto, Semper Fidelis, which means be always faithful. And if the Marines can do it, and I like the Marines, I like what the I like what the Marines do for men. But if the Marines can do it, a Christian ought to do it. And remember the motto of the Air Force slash Space Force. Simple Supra. Always above. Keep your heart and mind stayed on the Lord above. Don't get bogged down with a bunch of turkeys. Turkeys are good to eat, but they can't fly like an eagle. You need to soar with the eagles. Aim high and do great things for the glory of God. And uh, remember, we are fasting and praying. Uh, I had... Uh, someone to put up for you, Dr. Furman's famous soup, cancer-fighting soup, cancer-healing soup. It's going to do something to you. I'm going to talk with you more about it. I gave you the recipe. It's on bcnn1.com. It's on blackchristiannews.com right now. Whatever ails you, Dr. Furman's famous soup, can get it done with God's help. And this is a good time to get it done. Because it, it, this soup goes down into the cells and it does some stuff. It helped my wife tremendously. It's been a blessing to me as well. So do that. We put also at the top the purpose of the Daniel fast. There's also 30 something odd sermons uh, on BC, BC and one dealing with wokeism, the blob of Beelzebub, Beelzebub, rather. Take advantage of that. Be encouraged. You're not alone if you know Jesus Christ as your Savior. You will never be alone. And uh, uh, no matter how difficult things are, you stay close to the Lord and keep your heart and mind stayed on the Lord and he will keep you in perfect peace. As you know, uh, we're having Thanksgiving every third Thursday this month. 
and possibly next month you can have some turkey. Find you some fake turkey. Green bean casserole is all right for the Daniel Fast. Mashed potatoes and gravy is all right for the Daniel Fast. Cornbread is all right for the Daniel's Fast. The Daniel Daniel Fast. Uh, cranberry sauce is all right. So next Thursday, I believe we're going to have our first celebration of Thanksgiving in January. We're going to do it by the grace of God every month. We don't have to wait till Thanksgiving to thank to thank God. We're going to do it every month. So God bless you, dear friends. Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow. Pray for me as I pray for thee. So long until next time.